Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. Most fundamentally, the groups we studied believe that science is a process and not an institution. We've got that story, plus Nazis love lockdowns. But first, WorldCoin, now valued at a billion dollars, has some grand plans to get you to gaze into the orb. Would you let a chrome volleyball-sized sphere scan your retinas in exchange for crypto? That's the interesting and controversial premise behind WorldCoin, a new project co-founded by former Y Combinator president Sam Altman. Depending on whom you ask, WorldCoin's plan might sound futuristic and cool, a little silly, or like a dystopian nightmare rip from sci-fi. When news of the project leaked to Bloomberg back in June, the media response was critical. Silicon Valley, however, super excited about the project. WorldCom announced last Thursday it's raised $25 million from investors, including Andreessen Horowitz. They got rich selling their Opsware software. Indeed, Opsware. Coinbase Ventures, Digital Currency Group, the parent corporation of Coindesk, and angel investors including crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried and Reid Hoffman, the co-founder of LinkedIn, of course, sold out to Dr. Gates and TinyLimp. WorldCoin is now valued at a billion dollars. According to some of the company's prediction models, WorldCoin thinks over a billion people will have gazed into the orb by 2023. James this is maybe the strangest article. As you just read it, you hear the words coming out. It's like, oh. WorldCoin, based in Berlin, Germany, currently has about 70 employees and about 30 orbs. The orbs are handled by independent entrepreneur WorldCoin calls orb operators who take the devices into the world, into remote villages to exploit, and metro stations and university campuses, and convince people to sign up for free WorldCoin with just one little retina eye scan, which the orb uses to create a unique identifier called Iris Hash that ensures the person is a human who hasn't collected WorldCoin before. Though privacy experts have expressed concern over the plan, Alex Blania, one of the co-founders of WorldCoin, believes that orb's design is privacy-preserving. Freedom is slavery. According to Blania, the photos of retinas from the users, they're not stored anywhere, and zero-knowledge proofs are used to keep user information private and secure. Blania also told Coindesk that users' names and other identifying information never collected. Beginning in November, WorldCoin plans to ramp up production to an astonishing 4,000 orbs per month. Wow, which the company plans to match with orb operators across the world. James, in other news, pranksters at the mall throw cash in the air to desperate grasping hands. This obviously is much worse than that. But man, it's, James, was everything always a giant occult ritual? And or are there just more lambs to the slaughter than there ever were before? Also, Who's to say what an astonishing level of orb production <laughs> even is, James? <laughs> well, uh, you, you know, good point. <laughs> Imagine if we were editors on sites like this. <laughs> I think we'd have to fire all the writers or uh, write it all ourselves. <laughs> astonishing level. I haven't seen wow. orb production this high in a long time. What an insane, what a crazy, what a ridiculous... Babylon B story? Onion story? Oh no, this is supposedly actual real news. And oh yeah, where do you even go with this? This is so off the charts insane. And of course, as you point out, the orbs themselves are just 
ridiculous as hell. I'll throw in a, uh, a link to a previous uh, David Morris article, same guy who wrote this article we're linking to, from July of this year, where he was talking about WorldCoin when it was still still more in the planning phase, not before it got its billion dollars of uh, in ca- capital injection. Side note, if you're starting a company that harvests data from people's eyeballs in ways that could threaten privacy, don't refer to your scanning device as an orb. It strongly implies the Eye of Sauron, Foucault's Panopticon, the Saudi Intelligence Orb, Saruman's Palantir, and the for-profit spy firm named after it. In short, it's creepy as hell. Sam, you can send my comms consulting fee via Coindesk. <laughs> and uh, and a slight, I'll also throw in the link to the slightly more updated uh, version of this article, or the latest news on this from October 26th, uh, Why Everyone is Mad at Sam Altman's WorldCoin, um, which notes that Edward Snowden, who people might know, I certainly have my misgivings about on a number of levels, but when he's right, he's right, uh, tweeted out about, this looks like, referring to the WorldCoin scam, this looks like it produces a global hash database of people's iris scans for fairness, and waves away the implications by saying, we deleted the scans. Yeah, but you save the hashes produced by the scans, hashes that match future scans. Don't catalog eyeballs. To which uh, apparently Sam Altman replied by saying, all that said, I definitely underestimated the visceral reaction to using biometrics for identity verification. For example, I love face ID, uh, face ID, and I was surprised to hear from people who don't. And it didn't come through in WorldCoin's field tests. Interesting update for me. Yeah, right. Like, it could not get any creepier. I want to think that this is actually an attempt to make it so creepy that it, people will actually reject it. I am, I really am putting on the thinking cap, trying to think of how you could make this any creepier. And the only thing I could c- come up with is, I will call my new coin Fidelio Coin. Yes. That is the password for the house. But do you have the password for this? Or whatever. How could you make this any creepier if you tried? I don't know. Anyway, it's ridiculous off the charts. But whatever purpose this is and whatever scheme is behind it, you know this is going to play perfectly into the Bitcoin PSYOP. And... All the masses of asses will be out there thinking, well, this is that Bitcoin I've been hearing about. This is cryptocurrency. This is what blockchain is, right? Oh, well, uh, it's all about scanning eyeballs and stuff, I guess, and universal basic income. Uh, whereas in reality, what's the difference between a decentralized permissionless ledger and a centralized permissioned database? Ah, who cares? All the same. It's all Bitcoin or something, right? And so everything gets t- tarnished with the same brush. Brush. This is where we're at, unfortunately. So, at the very least, I hope people are aware of this story, and I would like to think people in our audience probably won't be going up and giving their eyeballs to the orb, but just in case you were going to be enticed by that, I would invite you to take a, a second second look at this and think about it before you start giving your biometric details. But hey, who knows? Maybe a bunch of people who do listen to us already have given their face scans to Apple and whoever else comes along asking for it. Face ID? That's a great ID. What uh, idea? What could go wrong with it? Um, anyway, biometrics is, of course, a part of the digital prison of the future, which I'd like to think our audience knows about. I will be writing about WorldCoin, amongst other nifty new economic ideas, uh, in this weekend's subscriber newsletter, so I hope people will stay tuned for that, and we'll keep our eye on the orb, won't we, James?
Absolutely. Well, and again, I think those masses of asses will go along with it again because I really think this has the effect of throwing money at the mall. It's free money. All I have to do is give up my retina scan. I think it's the same effect. You can see the people in some of the photos standing around waiting for their turn to go up and get their retina scan because they're going to get free crypto, man. Now, avid fans of watching the signs and symbols that rule the world might recall the Orbomania from just a few years ago. I've got the full-on orb thread internet freaks out after Trump and King Salmon pose at magic orb in weird moment. And that's the Saudi anti-terror thing that kicked off Orbomania back in May of 2017. The orb is our leader now. Trump posing with glowing orb is comedy gold tweeter thought before he became too dangerous to be allowed on the platform. Now, for more on the back end of all of this, a subscriber newsletter from James Corbett. What they're not telling you about the Saudi arms deal, again, from May 2017. Then MBS went missing in Saudi Arabia, and we wondered, I bet the orb knows where he is. A couple months go by, and it's the return of the orb. Why are Netanyahu and Macron clasping a glowing globe, June 2018? What's behind Israel's growing ties with China, June 2018, another orb? I'm not sure if this one counts. Trump and Putin exchange soccer ball at Helsinki Summit. It's a low-tech orb. And then, really, the last we've heard, one orb slightly used, MBS book reveals fate of Trump's Saudi sphere. This going back to March of 2020. Saudi orb that Trump touched was given to the U.S. and then hidden. Of course, invoking the end scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. We'll just roll it down the warehouse, take a left, and you'll never see it again. Now, from something you can almost choose to not take part in to something they're shoving down the throats of humanity. Again, your kids might ask later, why didn't you do anything to stop this? Show your papers as Austria locks down the unvaccinated from the fine folks at ronpaulinstitute.org. From the beginning, it was obviously clear that the vaccine passports were about creating a caste system in which people who refuse to take experimental coronavirus vaccines are subjected to special restrictions on their ability to undertake ordinary activities. In Austria this week, we're witnessing the imposition of an extreme version of such a vaccine passport-based caste system that imposes broad restrictions on the activities of unvaccinated individuals. Enforcement of the new caste system in Austria also impinges on the freedom of people who have already taken their MAGA jabs and carry the proof that they've taken the shots, effectively vaccine passports. Cops being directed to routinely stop and question people because of the mere fact that people are outside I would think is a component of a complete police state, not a free society. Philip Alterman wrote Monday at The Guardian about Austria's new lockdown of the unvaccinated, writing, police in Austria, have been going carrying out routine checks on commuters to ensure compliance with nationwide lockdown of the unvaccinated as the Alpine country tries to get on top of one of the most rapidly rising infection rates in Europe. The restrictions, which came into effect this past Monday morning, will affect almost 2 million Austrian citizens aged 12 and older who have so far not been fully vaccinated against the COOF. Of those, the 356,000 people who have been vaccinated only once can be released from lockdown if they show a negative PCR test. So at least this, hey, it's for everybody. Those who are found to be in breach of the rules face fines between 500 and 3,600 euros. It can happen anytime and anywhere. The interior minister 
Karl Niehammer of the Austrian People's Party said of the police checks, every citizen has to expect to be checked. Ulterman reports that the Austrian government has declared it's imposing the extreme restrictions for 10 days. We'll see if it's six to that. Remember, 15 days to flatten the curve. Sufficient public resistance will probably be needed to pressure the government to rescind the restrictions. The Austrian government, not the first to enforce draconian vaccine passport policies, and seems unlikely to be the last. Coronavirus remains the excuse du jour for tyranny. Austria orders a nationwide lockdown for those not fully vaccinated against COVID. So I guess, James, the land of the Nazis, or, you know, Kurt Waldheim, Senator Schwarzenegger, I guess they haven't changed much. How about them actual German Nazis? Didn't they all get punched? New German coalition mulls lockdowns for unvaccinated, including selective vaccine mandates. We will get this off the ground, says Katrine Goring Eckhart. I think Katrine is probably German for Karen. She's the head of the Greens in the German parliament. She said about the prospect of changing the law to require vaccinations for certain professions like caretakers in homes for the elderly and child care workers. James, this is hellscape. World War Three. No other choice. No other no other way to look at it. Absolutely not. And we have to resist the urge, which I even felt with myself thinking, well, isn't this kind of, I mean, is this new news? Because we saw versions of this playing out last year during the lockdowns in various places in Australia and France and Italy and other places where you couldn't be more than five kilometers from your home and they were doing spot checks or you even had to get special forms that you'd print out as to your purpose for being outside your home and show them to police officers upon question. So how is this any different? I mean, we've seen this before. We, we I'm sure we've all by this point seen that story that was floating around last month about the Lithuanian family talking about what was going on in Lithuania, the uh, Opportunity Pass, which is uh, basically making it so you essentially can't live unless you get the uh, the injection. So, you know, haven't we seen this all, all before? No, we have to resist that normalization process because that's exactly what is happening right now. And so look at the videos that they are putting out right now of the cops walking around in stores, checking people randomly, and they're holding up their little digital devices, their slave devices. Yes, I'm a good slave. Don't take me away. Absolute nightmare level stuff. And I like that this article that we're linking to puts the, em the emphasis on the right syllable, that the, the point of this is not the big pharma profits. That, of course, is an aspect of this story and the fact that Big Pharma is making hay is exemplified by the latest analysis, which shows that Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna are making $1,000 profit every second of this scamdemic. So yes, ka-ching, ka-ching. Obviously, Big Pharma is getting their swindle here, but that's not what this is fundamentally about. This is fundamentally about creating the caste system for the neo-feudal technocratic slave grid that they are putting into place. This is it. This is what it looks like. This is how it functions. They're using the fig leaf of, oh, I don't know, they're a pandemic or whatever it is, but that is just the fig leaf. And this technological infrastructure is not going away once they get it in place. That is not how this ever, ever, ever works. They don't take put something like this in place for a few months and then, oh, okay, guys, now back to back to your lives. Uh, sorry about the interruption. That isn't how this works. That's not how it's going to work. And the worst part of it is that this, again, is not about 
the law. This isn't about legal, some sort of legal fight that we're engaged in, because as the Euractive article that we're linking to shows with regards to the German situation, they just changed the law. Oh, wait, we can't do this by law? Okay, let's change the law. Okay, now we can do it. What the point of this is, is getting it wired into people's mindset changing over people's entire mindset so that they now see the uninjected as the enemy. And I was just listening to uh, Ryan Christian, one of Ryan Christian's latest uh, daily updates uh, podcasts, where he was noting Gene Simmons, Dr. Gene Simmons of KISS, is now being promoted all over the MSM because, oh, did you see him? He's he's taking down those anti-vaxxers and uh, saying he, he rips anti-vaxxers. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Why is Dr. Esteemed Nobel Prize winning uh, 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 researcher Gene Simmons being held up as the paragon of virtue here? And why is he being held up? And you know, an Eric Clapton or whoever gets absolutely dragged dragged through the mud, it's because he's saying what they want you to take away from this, which is those people who aren't going along with this, who aren't licking the boots hard enough, they're your enemy. They are pitting us against each other. And then they're getting the enforcers of this state. Uh, of course, as we talked about last week, they're purging everyone from these enforcement class, the police, the military, the intelligence agencies who won't go along with this. And the, so the only ones left will be the people who have been my, brainwashed into thinking you are the enemy for not getting injected. This is hellscape. This is what it looks like. This is the line in the sand. We do not let this stand or it's game over. I don't know what else to say. That's it. I mean, you you maybe heard me talk about it on my morning show. I can't help but notice the extra levels of hate coming from Zio Gene and Howard Blackface Stern as something really noticeable. Maybe for those not raised in the satanic panic 80s of Baptist Church and backwards records and all that stuff, the irony of Israel turning into the Nazis they so claim to hate for, again, folks who might not have a biblical background, that's going to be the thing to kick off the self-fulfilling end times. Oh, everybody's attacking Israel. Well, now I wonder why. Good grief. Man, hopefully, I guess the, the cops and the hockey players that have run afoul with their fake coof cards, hopefully their screw-ups will teach us how to make that not happen to us. I guess, finally, James, we were already leaning into that direction, not to be outdone by their Nazi Spider-Man double memes. Occupied Palestine is running bioterror drills. Israeli war game sees kids suffering vaccine-resistant COVID strain. Israeli Prime Minister, no, not son of a terrorist Netanyahu, it's Naftali Bennett now. Israeli Prime Minister Bennett and senior aides holed up in a nuclear command bunker last week to simulate an outbreak of a vaccine-resistant COVID-19 variant to which children are vulnerable, describing such an eventuality as the next war. This coming from the possibly Rothschild-controlled Reuters. Israel would brief foreign leaders next week, I guess that'd be this week, on the findings of the drill, he said, citing Britain's Boris Johnson as among counterparts with whom he is in contact. Bennett said that to enhance the challenge of the one-day exercise, even he had been kept unaware of specific scenarios of an imagined 10-week crisis that starts over the dark winter of the December holidays. The script sees a fictitious 
Omega strain, bypassing the vaccines, which Israel rolled out at record pace this year. Omega also sickens the children, largely spared by the actual virus, prompting mass hospitalizations and school closures. What I've learned is if you prepare for the next war and not for the previous war, the next pandemic and not the previous pandemic, that means you're going to be better prepared. Bennett told Reuters from the facility in the Jerusalem Hills. I guess there's there's known knowns and there's unknown knowns. The main lesson is move fast, move hard. As part of the simulation, Bennett said he had ordered Israeli children, probably not the ones from the ringworm experiments, including his own four, confined to their homes while the government sealed off the borders and conferred with the Palestinian Authority, Gaza officials, and of course, Jordan. Unlike a war, war game, a pandemic war game is not secret. Quite the contrary, we want to share the information. Israel built this bunker, known as the National Management Center, more than a decade ago because of concern about, of course, Iran's nuclear program. That's why Obama and Mossad fed it Stuxnet, which could have, you know, just killed millions of innocent people. But who cares? Iran's bad. Bennett said he and his aides could manage Israel indefinitely from the bunker in any major crisis. Sir, the virus is 60 miles out. Do the orders still stand? James, should I do my uh, related hellscape psyop fifth column news? L let me just comment on this first, because uh, I really want to underline what you're pointing out there. And of course, the reference that you just made, which everyone in our regular audience will know. But for those who don't, you might want to check into the war games that were happening on 9-11 about simulated, simulated hijackings and other such things that were going on on the day of 9-11 that obviously impacted those events. I know... All of our regular listeners know about it. I guarantee your neighbors and friends don't. So CorbettReport.com slash 911wargames, the full documentary, the transcript, all of it there. If you want the DVD copy, NewWorldNextWeek.com to see how it is that these germ war games could become germ warfare reality with the flip of a switch. And uh, let's, let's see. I'm sure I've heard about these germ games in the news recently. Uh, who was it that said it'll take probably about a year for a pandemic task force at the WHO level, which is doing the surveillance and actually doing what I call germ games where you practice? Who said that again? Oh, that's right. Dr. Bill Gates, who is exactly following the script that I talked about and warned about last year, episode 388, False Flags and the Dawn of Bioterrorism. They are signaling it in advance. Here you go, guys. We're going to do the germ war games that turn out to be germ warfare reality. And what was, what was Gates specifically warning about? Oh, yeah, terrorists will try and use smallpox as a biological weapon was the headline. And what's the latest headline from just the past 24 hours? FBI, CDC investigating several vials labeled smallpox found at vaccine research facility. Wow! Dr. Bill Gates must have the orb, the Eye of Sauron orb, the Palantir, to see into the future to guess what's coming, I guess, right? And now Israel's doing the germ games. Oh, this is, is all coming together, almost like it's a script. Anyway, as I say, our listeners already know about this, but I guarantee your friends and neighbors don't. So I really hope people will share this information so that we can head it off before it becomes reality. 
And, of course, there's the speculation that so much of this has been a drill and a war game from day one that there almost might be some revelation. There was like, actually, guys, we gave half of you a bunch of placebos because we were running several different levels of drills to see how you'd react, to see what you do, to see how you'd react against other people. James, again, you know, I'm a pretty big student of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. This is greater than anything the CIA and the OSS and Princeton and Rockefellers could have pulled off then, but that's why I guess they're pulling it off now. In related, Hellscape, PSYOP, fifth column news, MIT researchers, you know, CIA, Chomsky, MIT researchers infiltrated with quotes around it, which means they could have just signed up to become a member of listener-supported alternative media. MIT researchers infiltrated a COVID skeptics community a few months ago, and what did they find? They found that skeptics place a high premium on data analysis and empiricism. Most fundamentally, the groups we studied believe that science is a process and not an institution. The PDF for you, viral visualizations, how coronavirus skeptics use orthodox data practices to promote unorthodox science online. Who actually trusts science and who trusts emotional manipulation? Again, TLAV, Corbett and others kicked off of the controlled mangster platforms for exposing all of this a year ago. And finally, and I did look it up, James, because, of course, you got to do that extra extra step to go, hey, is this patent actually a real thing? I'll go type it into the patent search thing. And holy smokes, there it is. Freaky patent where vaccination dose will be determined by social credit score. U.S. 111058B2 methods and systems of prioritizing treatments, vaccination, testing and or activities while protecting the privacy of individuals. James, I... Set them up and you knock them down. Any comments on those last couple? Yeah, yeah. I hope that means that my social credit score will be low enough that I don't get the injection. Oh, you're you're not allowed to get the injection. You don't have a high enough social credit. Oh, no. (laughs) But somehow I think it means I'll be dragged off to the camps where they force inject everyone. Whatever. Anyway, yes, that nightmare is coming into view. And I'll also just toot my own horn a little. May of 2021, I had a uh, newsletter, MIT COVID Skeptics Champion Science, talking about that MIT study. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, wow. COVID skeptics actually seem to be more devoted to the process of science than their, uh, their, their critics. Yeah, I wonder how that works. Anyway, crazy hellscapes stuff. As I say, you know this stuff if you've been watching us over these years, but I know you know people in your life who do not. And they probably don't want to hear it from crazy ranting ravers like James Evan Pilato and James Corbett. But at the very least, we always put in the notes, all of the links to all of these articles, tons of information. Please, please, please. This is the line in the sand. We are heading into total hellscape. And we have to avoid that. On the deprogramming notes, my first deprogramming note, thank you to the people who've been hanging out uh, for the last couple of weeks as I was doing my course at Renegade University. The course is now over, so I'll be returning to my regularly scheduled deprogramming. And thank you to all the students who showed up for that course. I think we covered a ton of stuff, and I'm uh, quite happy with the way it turned out. It is still available at Renegade University. We'll put the link in. Um, and remember, Corporate Report subscribers can get a one-third discount if they, uh, they get it. And also, I think we have some news about next week's New World Next Week, right? We do. Let me mention again, 
as you did earlier, NewWorldNextWeek.com DVDs such as 9-11 War Games. I've got the Media Monarchy radio play about the 30th anniversary of the death of Danny Castellaro. And coming very soon, we have merch. The deprogramming note for NewWorldNextWeek.com, we still cannot ship to Australia and New Zealand. The other thing we would maybe mention, please only one of each item per customer. Don't be a greedy Gus. But, of course, the holidays are coming up. As they would say, give the gift of truth. Also, what you were referring to, James, we need good news. We want to do an all-good news Thanksgiving episode next week, but we certainly need everyone's help to find some kind of silver linings hellscape. James, yes. there is New World Next yes. Week, episode 467. Yes, so... Keep your eyes peeled for good news. We need to depressurize a little after all of this and remind ourselves that there is such thing as good news in the world and that uh, what we've been programmed to think of as news is generally just the doom and gloom, so we need to adjust our point of view. Having said that, we'll be back to do that next week. I hope you'll all be there with us. And in the meantime, if you're not subscribed to and listening to the the, Mo the Morning Monarchy podcast, let alone pump up the volume and everything else that James is pumping out, then you're missing out. So please do so. On that note, we'll be back next week. James, thanks for these stories. Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.